I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm your host Bella Hilton and I'm finally back from holidays and I'm telling you when you come from glorious weather with an ocean that is still warm at this time of year in Australia and you can go swimming and just get around in your summer clothes, it is very hard to come back to my over-drenched town. Yes everyone, it is still raining here and I can't believe it. El Nino effect, I'm told, and it kind of ruined my summer, but at least I got some nice time away to recoup over the last couple of weeks and regain some of that lost summer. So no complaints here. I had a great time, but I'm also super glad to be back to continue to serve my clients and this community, and that means you. And to that end, seriously, if you're wanting to feel a whole lot better this year, if you're wanting to have that transformation for yourself, then jump on my waitlist for the Fertility Shift program. It's my signature course, and you can go to studiofertility.com slash shift, and we'll be opening those doors in a couple of weeks. Um, so just jump on there now, and you'll be the first to know when the doors are open to join this amazing program and community, even if I do say so myself, but I'm not just saying so myself. It is the transformations that people are also getting in there, which makes me want to shout it from the rooftops. Okay, so today I wanted to talk to you about how to get your partner on board with your fertility lifestyle changes, because yeah, we all know that we could probably make lifestyle changes to get ourselves healthier, right? And I go on about the mental and emotional stuff, but I don't think we can ignore the physical when we're essential physical beings, right? I've seen the mindset and emotional piece overrule the physical many times, but I don't think we should um, overly rely on that and just go out and eat McDonald's and sit on the couch all the time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we know categorically that we can do things in the physical space to improve our health, we can eat better, exercise, you know, get enough sleep, that type of thing. Like we literally have all of that drilled into us all our lives, you know, but also when we do it for ourselves, when we do eat better, when we do get um, the right amount of exercise and the right amount of sleep, we can feel the benefits in our own bodies, right? And that has nothing to do with fertility. That's just about keeping our body in shape. And there are supplements that we take that actually help us to improve our physical well-being. I mean, after all, we take folate acid, you know, months before conceiving in order to reduce certain birth defects of the brain and spinal cord by more than 70% for our newborn babies, right? Makes sense. So, so science shows that simple things, the right food, the right supplements, the right sleep, um, the right amount of exercise all can have a profound effects on our bodies and our health and our outcomes. And what we eat and our lifestyle is a big part of that. So it makes sense then that we start to look at diet and lifestyle changes in order to help us on our fertility journey to improve our health and fertility outcomes. And honestly, I probably will, but I should do another whole podcast on helping women find something that has balance though and is sustainable <laughs> 
in this space and doesn't drive them into this slight, uh, let's call it eating disorder, because that's what it is, eating disorder, style way, you know, style and way of eating and thinking, you know, eating anything not on the approved list suddenly means feeling super guilty and beating up on ourselves and just all the stress. And then when it doesn't happen that month, it was like, you know, because it was that one cup of coffee I, I drank, you know. Um, so that's what I mean by this uh, eating disorder style way of of thinking and and eating. So that's another podcast. But I just want to stress a little bit more. I don't condone anything that doesn't bring you some sense of peace and balance in your mindset as well, right? Um, Like I said, that's a whole other topic. So in this podcast, though, I just wanted to look at helping you get your partner on board with lifestyle changes because it does take two to tango. But also because um, I've been talking to a lot of women lately um, about how angry they are with their husbands or partners, uh, sometimes over this very topic, right? And remember, I'm not painting every partner with this brush. There are men and partners who are very committed to lifestyle changes to improve their fertility. Maybe they're the ones researching it. They're the ones implementing it. So I don't want anyone to think I'm going on a man bashing session, right? Saying they are all the same. No, absolutely not. I don't believe that. What I'm talking about is the number of women who've been coming to me lately talking about how angry they are at their partner. Because like anything in any relationship, there are always things to navigate. So this might not be your issue, but the advice I give you today will also help you in whatever you're trying to navigate with your partner. So maybe for example, for example, your partner doesn't believe that dietary changes will actually affect anything because maybe a doctor said that. No, there's no way to improve your egg quality. There's no way to improve your sperm. So they're like, yep, there's nothing I can do right? Or maybe they just don't believe it will in general. Who knows? And because I also want to talk about partners in general too, right? Maybe you're in a same-sex relationship and only one of you is, how do I put this, right? Uh, Genetically involved in making the embryo, but you really want the support of your partner to support all the lifestyle changes so that it isn't so hard for you to make them alone. Or maybe even in a... um, uh, hetero relationship to, you know, you, you want your husband to support you in the lifestyle changes that you're making to improve your egg quality, right? Because it's very hard to watch your partner drinking whenever they want, for example, when you've decided to cut right back to one or two a week or not at all. Resentment can build from that sometimes when you are feel like you're doing all these things and you turn around and your partner is doing nothing, So yeah, like I said, I have women come to me who are very angry with their partners and they don't want to be, that's not the type of relationship they want to be in because they are the ones bearing the brunt of their fertility journey. They're doing all the research. What feels like to them, they're doing everything, okay? So they do all the research, they make all the lifestyle changes, they they take a million supplements and and maybe seek to distress and give up alcohol and caffeine maybe, uh, make all the appointments for themselves and their partner or, you know, investigate their partner's issues, only to turn around maybe and, you know, watch their partner take a hot tub, <laughs> right? Essentially boiling their sperm or eating a lot of takeaway, not exercising and drinking to excess all the time. Now, I'm exaggerating for this podcast, but 
Maybe for some I'm not, okay? But yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to ham it up a bit. But then sometimes it's just all about the little things that can add up in our brains to seem like a big deal too. Like, you know, they didn't do the exercise they were supposed to do that day and the next day you see them eating a pack of chips and the next day they go out with their mates and drink a bit too much, like whatever it is. Now, every human has a different personality, a different way of viewing the world. Maybe you're type A and throw your whole self into something almost to the detriment of yourself, and they're just kind of happy-go-lucky and super relaxed about life, right? It's all difficult to navigate when we're two different people. So here you, you feel like you're sacrificing maybe everything and they are what seems like doing whatever they want. That would be infuriating to anybody because there is a lot we can do mentally, emotionally, and physically to improve egg health and egg sperm. And, you know, they say they want this baby, but they don't do the things, right? And we're always told that actions speak louder than words, right? And then we become angry. We're constantly biting at them, nagging them over every little thing they do and put in their mouth and and just wondering why they can't do what you are doing and just be as committed or supporting you in what you're doing. Does that sound familiar to you at all or part of it? If it does, stay tuned, okay? How do we then get our partners on board with where we're at and what we believe is important to do? How do we work together here? Today, I'm going to give you some serious tips for navigating any partner difficulty, whether that is your romantic partner or business partner or a friendship or any relationship, basically. Now, first thing we need to know is when we judge someone, we lose all ability to influence that person. And I know I've said that in a previous podcast. When we judge someone, we lose all ability to influence that person. We're going to go into these. And here's another one. We judge people on their actions, but ourselves on our intentions. So let that sink in for a bit because I just gave you two huge pieces of the puzzle. When we prejudge someone for their actions or lack thereof, of course, We think that they don't care or they're just lazy or just can't be bothered or don't love us or don't, you know, want the outcome like we do or are committed. You know, we're going to go in and talk to them with anger and our backup because we're just like, oh, why can't you do this thing? Which is mostly what we do, right? We look at our partner and say, why the fuck are you eating that? You know, maybe even just in our minds, right? Well, why the fuck are you having a hot tub? Are you deranged? Like, we're trying to have a baby and you seem to be doing everything you can to not be on board with it. Now, that's what it seems like to us sometimes when we're in these unresourceful states, when we seem to be making all the sacrifices and nobody else seems to be doing it, when we feel so misunderstood. Now, when you go in with hostility... Sometimes these words trip me up. Going with hostility or anger or even that silent anger. What does that usually do to the other person's response? They will want to defend themselves, get their back up, and usually an argument will ensue, which causes more of a rift between the two of you, right? Now, imagine if you will, if someone came to you saying the same things. Why are you eating that? Let's choose something here. Why are you eating that ice cream? Are you deranged? <laughs> right Now, why could you be eating that ice cream? 
Well, maybe you've been eating super healthy and depriving yourself for two weeks and you wanted to give yourself a treat. Maybe like me, ice cream is your weakness and you're working on cutting it back, but you just gave in because you're tired and had a bad day. Maybe you're eating that ice cream because you don't think it's such a big deal. Maybe you're eating that ice cream and you feel really guilty about it and then someone comes in and starts berating you, right? In any of those situations, do you respond well, right? In any of those circumstances, are you going to respond well to someone coming in and yelling at you and asking you if you're deranged? No. Why? Because someone is yelling at you and trying to make you feel like less of a person because of a food choice. So we will go into combat and we will defend ourselves through words, tears, shutdown, walking off, whatever it is, right? It doesn't go well. And it super rarely ends up in someone being compliant to what you want them to do. (laughs) And we judge ourselves on our intentions, right? And others on their actions, because actions are the only things we can see. We can't see people's intentions, but we judge ourselves on our intentions because we know what's going on in our head. So that person is also judging themselves on their intentions and you on your actions. Think about it that way. So have you ever been in an argument with someone about something you had every intention of doing, but they were just angry you hadn't done it yet? Or have you had every intention of doing something, but something super urgent came up that competed with that thing you were going to do, right? I I mean, I think that's happened to all of us at some point. And we feel so judged and hurt that this other person would think so poorly of us when we had every intention of doing it. Um, But you didn't do it, right? And they can only judge you on your actions. And we feel hurt and defensive and get angry right back. We really get our backs up. See, neither of those situations actually works out with the outcome that you want, It's just a lot of hurt and anger and arguments or quiet, seething and, you know, um, passive aggressive behavior, which is worse, that you bottle up until one day you explode, right? So what do we do instead? (laughs) Because that's not working. Well, it's harder. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes we want to explode. I get it. We're human. We've got emotions. We seek to understand that other person instead. Imagine how much nicer it would be if people in our lives sought to understand why we do what we do before judging us for it. Imagine if you could do that too. How exciting that would be. How many more arguments would be avoided. And I feel like this is one of my sayings. I know life is not always that easy. (laughs) Sometimes we just get mad or don't understand why people do what they do. Sometimes it's really hard to see it from someone else's perspective. I mean, my husband booked me in to do something today with him this afternoon because it's a public holiday here, but I'd already told him that I'd be working all day. And I was like, uh, I'm confused. Why did you do that when I told you I was working all day? Right? Which will bring me to another point in a minute. So imagine if instead of feeling that anger, that you might seek to put yourself in their shoes just for a moment to seek to understand. Maybe they're trying their best and it's hard to stick to lifestyle changes for that person. 
maybe they got a poor sperm diagnosis and they're feeling less than manly, right? It's really emasculated them. And they're on a bit of a self-destructive path for a few weeks before they really get on board with it all, right? Have you ever done that? You get bad news about something and you say, fuck it. And you, you know, do even more of the things that are, you know, aren't good for you. And then, and then, and only then after you do that, change becomes possible for you when you've had enough of the destruction and feeling sorry for yourself, right? But it was a process you needed to go through. Maybe they don't absorb information the way that you do and they had no idea that hot tubs were off the list, even though it might seem obvious to you. And yes, sometimes people forget too. When we seek to understand first, telling someone how you feel due to their actions in a non-confrontational way and sit down to actually make agreements together, then things change. Then if they do all the same stuff that they did before and when you had this agreement, then you have a reason to get mad, right? We made an agreement. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. But before that, you just have a lot of intentions and actions and assumptions. Because too often we're making people wrong for the rules we made up and didn't tell the other person what the rules were. So the other point I was going to make is that we also need to fully accept our partners for who they are. Right. If they find it really hard to make lifestyle changes because they've never had to do that before, we need to accept that. Just because we can go hard and follow the new guidelines we've set to the letter and without ever wavering doesn't actually necessarily make us better people. It just makes us different and sometimes more miserable if you're anything like me. <laughs> and again, I I'm going to argue that there's no balance in that, and I'm very big on balance. And another thing that we can do is look at what they've done for us or have changed that we're kind of deleting in that moment when we get so mad, right? So if your natural reaction is to get mad first, you might want to take a breath, okay? Just take a deep breath, walk away, write down all the positive things they have done, and then come back to the conversation so that you can both get on the same page together in a constructive way. I know it would be easy if we didn't have to do all these things, if we didn't have to sometimes feel like we're being the bigger person, but it's not about that. We are all people and we all have to navigate things differently. And I think we can achieve a lot more when we seek to understand what is happening for the other person. And then maybe the compromise might be that they do it for you for the next two months, despite not believing in it, right? Being understood is one of the most powerful connecting things in the world. And it can also be a great motivator. Let me know how you go with this approach. And uh, yeah, if you want to join my program in the next few weeks, I can give you more personalized advice, which is one of the benefits to joining. So get on the wait list at studiofertility.com slash shift. And I know I've been mentioning it a lot lately, but that's because I want you to join so I can actually really help you with your unique situation. Anyway, that's it for today. I hope you got a lot out of today and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, 
go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com.